0: Connecting to the Real Nerds is so easy. You can go to our website, RealNerdspodcast.com. You can like us on Facebook. We have a Twitter account at RealNerds. We also have Instagram. You can call us, 720-6Nerds5. You want to email us? You can do that too, real nerds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast of Denver Comic-Con 2017 and beyond. I am Ryan. I am with... Brad. And... James. The original trio. Yeah, we're all here. Yeah, I don't think this it was the we just had just the three of us. I don't know. Three or four weeks ago. Too many interlopers. <laughs> it was not three or four oh, weeks off. ago. <coughs> yeah, no, it wasn't. It's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah. But every week on Real Nerds Podcast, we go see new movie and we podcast our experience to the world. Maybe. This week, I saw Blair Witch. I don't know what you guys saw. I don't care. I did, no. I did, I did, I did not oh, okay. see Blair well, I don't no my I, opinion. That's fine. I know. Oh, you, so you did see it? I did see okay, it. Okay, good. I good, saw good. a special screening of it. So I, oh, I'll that's just, right. You did. I'll just uh,
1: hold back all the Q&A stuff I learned. I being disrespectful. <laughs> I, uh,
2: I did not go see Blair Witch, and I also am saying that up front, and that I'm not going to pull what I did with Don't Breathe, where I like surprise you. Because I did that with Don't Breathe, because I was like, well, Fede Alvarez, and then
0: I didn't love it, so... This time, um, I'll play the,
2: well, no. I don't so play.
0: you did not do our mantra. You did not give a movie a chance.
2: Um, no, no, no. It's actually that I'm I'm at peace with the fact you that blissy. I am physically incapable of giving that movie a chance. Why? I think he was scared. Because I don't record. No. Because I've, I've seen the original hey, Is there, is there, there blood coming out from between his legs? <laughs> hey, hey. Apologize to my mother. Uh, the, i'll apologize I, to
0: your mother for what you're gonna say later
2: <laughs> uh, i've seen the original it's not even that it's just that, like i these are the kind of movies that i tend to not like um, unless ryan comes back and goes like no james this one is fucking for you mm. and we'll see i'm excited we'll see. for the conversation um,
0: it is interesting because you know how i feel about found footage yeah and it, how right. and how i feel even about the original blair witch I'm not a fan of the original Blair Witch, but we do have a great interview that was dug out of the vault with the co-director Dan Myrick, yeah. who's really fun to listen to. Um, and uh, when we get to real news, we also have another. I have another kind of announcement from one of our frequent guests. Cool. That uh, we'll we'll, uh, we'll give people a a taste of exciting. Yep. It's not like they can't get it without our help, but you know, I'm just going to help this individual. <laughs> Okay. Um, every week we, la- we try to see movies at the Alamo Drafthouse You know why? Because it's awesome? It is the best place to see movies in Denver This is what's playing next week at the Alamo Drafthouse
3: Hello Hi, I'm Kevin Smith Hi, I'm Leonard Maltin Hi, I'm Mark Hamill Hi, I'm Elijah Wood This is Seth Rogen I'm Christopher Ms. Bloss. I'm, I'm Armstar Welcome to the Alamo Drafthouse
0: In a Lonely Place with James Illroy is going to be playing Oh yeah, the Looper dinner party, seen it. Yeah, you. Uh, I saw, saw it with Ryan. You johnson saw it with Ryan Johnson. Now he's big time. I know
2: he will. He it was announced
0: he was going to be big time then, which was which was pretty fun. Uh, uh, Tough guy cinema is Training Day. King Kong ain't got shit on him. I don't
2: like that movie.
0: Science Friction is Children of Men.
2: I like that movie.
0: Edward is that your favorite hands? movie of two thousand six. No, it's my second favorite. <laughs> Burn. Forgot. Uh, Edward Scissorhands is also playing, because they're doing Septemberton, if you don't remember. Uh, Also, Mondo Cross Chiller. Is it Mondo X or Cross? I don't know. I'm not cool enough to know. I think it's Mondo X. I think it's Mondo X. Okay. It's Black Swan, which is an interesting film. Yep. PBS Kids at the Alamo is Peg and Cat Mystery Hour. Don't even know what that is. No idea. Go see it. Girly Night is Magic Mike XXL, where you can see Deathstroke the Terminator in all his dancing glory. I really like Magic Mike 1. I didn't see the second one. I guess I should. Mile High Sci-Fi versus, it's, uh, versus Batman and Robin will be it. Okay. That's you can, you can go there and chill out while you watch it. Ah. And Phantasm with live stream Q&A. Something tells me that's a misprint, and it's supposed to be Phantasm <laughs> with live stream q and I was just going to say, I was like, Ryan, are you sure you read that right?
1: It's a uh. horror movie about pants. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have
0: you guys ever seen Phantasm? Mm-mm. No, I haven't. <laughs> it's, right. it, it's It's really uh, popular for being kind of a surreal horror film. Yeah. The second one's better. The second one's pretty fun. Who... Is it by someone special? Is uh, it like a... It's by Don... Leone Cosarelli or something like that. I forget Coscarelli. how... Uh, Cosarelli. Cosarelli. Uh, he w- he did uh, Bubba Hotep.
2: Oh, okay. Great. But I like Bubba Hotep. But he's
0: such an asshole that... Uh, Bruce Campbell will never work with him ever again that's
2: is that why uh, 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 Bubba She Vampire never happened yeah and
0: uh, the reason the only reason I know that is I read an interview with Bruce Campbell and he talked about that sometimes your friends when you before you make a movie and you make a movie with a friend and then you hate his guts Uh, Uh, so like our working relationship exactly (laughs) Uh, exactly like ours five years of this shit people and that's what's playing at the Alamo Draft House awesome well, that's good. And I'm also going to introduce a new segment before we get to you, Brad. Whoa. How many segments are we going to do on this fucking show? However many I Sheesh. want, it's my show. Oh my Didn't goodness. we get rid of a few? We have. So well, that's Deco. true. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Our buddy, Henry from New York, has called in the art house asshole. I love art house
3: movies. You can call me Mr. Asshole. What's up, Real Nerds? It's Henry. It's Henry. Just giving you an update on Art House Asshole. Uh, this week's uh, article was on White Girl, which was a Sundance movie from this year that will be coming to you soon-ish, maybe. It's currently showing in New York and L.A. It follows a young girl who becomes a drug addict and starts dating a drug dealer and all the fun that happens there. Uh, I did not like it. I thought it was pretty atrocious and Honestly, it was kind of hilarious as to how misinformed the film was, but if you like that kind of stuff, definitely check it out. Uh, I don't know when it's going to be playing in Denver, but uh, if it does come to Esquire, or honestly, it would probably come to C Film Center, then I would check it out if you just want to laugh at how idiotic the film is. Uh, you can read the full article and my thoughts on it on realnerdspodcast.com. Uh, it's the latest episode. And yeah, Hope you guys like whatever film you're seeing this week because, oh my god, White Girl was absolutely hilariously bad.
2: Have you have you guys had a chance to read the the article you wrote on this one? Because it's fantastic. It is. It's uh, you did a good for job. White Girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really fun. I I really enjoy watching him or reading his articles. When he and of course, you can log on, so. on to
0: realnightspodcast.com com and you can click on the link for Art House Asshole and read all of Henry's journeys into the hoity tidy side of cinema. He's really blessed now because like I've been talking to
2: him uh and he basically where he is there's a whole bunch of little theaters like that where well, you yeah, can see you
0: know. New York is known for being yeah, full of them and assholey. Uh, and he's
2: at a film school which probably means that that area is so, yeah, got now a lot he'll, of film. Now he'll
0: go see movies with people wearing berets and scarves. Uh, I get it. Oh
2: man, what pricks. Oh, they sound terrible. So, yeah. I just thought that I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's your impression of a New York art critic. Mm. Yeah. Yes, yes, quite. Mm, um, yes. Um, I thought some... Shallow to, um,
2: and Juxtaposition <laughs> <laughs> of <laughs> cinematography on <laughs> uh, uh, a camera really made that
0: uh, palatable. Uh, uh, our, f- our favorite director is the guy who did uh, The Neon Demon. What's that fucker's <laughs> name?
2: <laughs> I'm not even going to tell you. Uh,
0: Nicholas something. Nicholas Raffin. Raffin. yeah You like Drive, though. Mm. Make a I do like Drive. Yeah. That's it. When you no no
2: when you see Neon Demon, it comes out really really in a couple interested. weeks. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm gonna buy it and then uh, I'll let we'll me buy it. it.
0: Uh huh.
1: I bought a ticket to the Draft House screening oh, and they gave right. me a free ticket. I gotta so. go see it
0: again. I do. You go to the Draft House. I do have a free ticket there.
2: Yeah.
1: Come watch. Fuck me. work. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably a weekday. You'll be working but whatever.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, I'm switching over to midnight to ten in the morning. So isn't that what you've been doing? Oh, I've so been be doing. I've been doing twelve to twelve. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. No, it's weird. Like, I I come home and I sleep for like three hours and that's all I can do. It's weird sleeping through the day. I don't know if you guys have ever tried. Yes. And it is. It is. Yeah. Anyways, we also go around town with Brad. Brad, tell me what's happening around town. Actually, fuck that. What happened at the Best Of?
1: Hey. Uh, Yeah, we screened Thunderbolt 2 and people laughed.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Did you win a prize? No.
1: No awards. Which is is a weird feeling because you're like, what did they like enough about it to include it in the 15? But at the end of the day, you know, there's like 35 other teams that would love to be there. So we we can only appreciate being there. And uh, Stranger Studios, they won the best of uh, for the second year in a row. Well, third all time, but back to back. uh, So
0: what do they do that you don't?
1: uh, Amazing work.
0: They're that CG house, right? Uh,
1: Well, they've they've always got like... They've got friends who are really talented at CG. And then, of course, um, the other rest of the group like they do freelance video production uh normally so um you know when they assemble all the best parts
0: they create award-winning work so So maybe uh this year or next year when you do it maybe come up with some better writing and then you can (laughs) win something
1: maybe not make a movie for yourself this time (laughs) 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 no fuck that you should always make a movie for yourself (laughs) yeah we we, yeah we i thought it would be really surprised i was really gonna be surprised if we won um well, I, Anything, just because it's so just our well, a, a
0: Yeah, and it's an inside joke. I mean, yeah. th- that's the hardest sell, I think, for that movie. is. I mean, yeah, a lot of people who go to the 40-hour film know that you've made Thunderbolt 1, but people coming in cold, you're like, oh, what is Thunderbolt 2? Yeah, right. But no, I mean, you should always make what you want to do. A movie from three years ago. Yeah, who cares about what other people think?
1: Yeah, going into it, it was, the, like, they kept <sighs> listing it as just Thunderbolt, and even Thunderbolt 2, um, so... But anyways, congratulations,
0: Brad. Yeah, yeah good job, Brad.
1: Um, yeah, stay tuned. we got some other stuff
0: planned for it, so we'll cool. announce that later. Don't put your finger in that socket. Do it. Don't put your finger in it. It'll be a shocking discovery. <gasps> oh, the shocker's going to be in Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, Brad, what's really happening around town?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, the drive-in is uh, keeping the same lineup as last week, so it's Sully, Suicide Squad, and Sausage Party again. And the That's Esquire a fun is. Lineup, though. Yeah, uh, I think it might be the only way I'm going to see Sully. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, not that it's a bad, bad movie. You guys said it was decent.
0: I haven't seen it
2: yet. Uh, no, it's not bad. It's interesting. I would like for someone else to see it, and when you talk about it, but yeah, well, it's. Zach uh, did. Yeah, and Zach and I talked about it, and <laughs> he agrees. He agrees with me. Is maybe the problem. Right? It's like it's it's a kind of boring film mm-hmm. that isn't very impactful and man, the first episode of From the Earth to the Moon is really good and tells the same structured story way better. So anyway. And what's then, uh, with Esquire?
1: The Esquire Midnight for this week is the room slash uh, Rocky Horror picture show. So
0: Oh okay. okay. Cool. So yeah, I mean that's uh, I, mean, I mean But the week the, after that is Evil Dead too, yeah, so that's what's so really, really special. Yeah, I'll ah. see if I can get to it. Yeah. Um, Dead by Dawn. Uh, (laughs) I
1: know. (laughs) I said that because I didn't annoy you.
0: (laughs) Anyways, uh, not only do we see a featured movie every week, we watch movies throughout the week in a segment we call What We've Been Watching.
2: So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching.
0: Uh, Really quickly, that T-Rex I took Helen to the museum uh-huh. And it was funny because... So you're the person who buys the shitty T-Rex toys that yeah. are in the store. Well, we were going by the gift shop, and it was in the window. Yeah. And he said, Daddy, that dinosaur's really cool. Aw. So that's I a complete sentence. It. Yeah. That's a complete sentence prize. Yeah, he loves dinosaurs. And we went to the dinosaur area, and that they had... Me and him were the only ones there because it was like a Monday at 10 a.m. Yeah. And they had the the volunteer old guy who shows the fossils... And he thought it was so cool. Wait, who's,
2: no, who's, who's, who's is that? It's mine, it's empty. Oh, oh, okay, sorry. Um, so yeah, uh, James, what did you watch this week? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, I've been, I've been playing a lot of Bioshock, uh, cause the Bioshock remaster collection oh, thing that's came right. out. Uh, so I, I beat Bioshock 1, that game is great, uh, I'm in it, and I'm into Bioshock 2, um, which at first I thought like that my only motivation to replay Bioshock 2, which I, I think is a good game, was going to be so that I could get the Bioshock Infinite. But mm-hmm. as I'm getting into Bioshock 2, I, I'm remembering like, oh, this game is really fun to play. Um, How's the remasters look? Uh, the remaster one looks really good. Two, I, I mean, it looks good and it looks better even than the remaster of one, but I don't know how much they did to that one because mm-hmm. um, this was really about they remastered one and it, it, it's definitely a few steps up. Um, and then I'm not sure how much they like did uncharted. to... Uh, yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, I'd put it on the same, on the same par, um, where it, it's, it looks good enough that you could play it in today's day and age and have fun. Um, and I feel like they, they improved the controls a little bit too. Uh, and then I, I haven't gotten to
0: Do infinite yet, so. Do you think yet, the so. controls improved because now it's running on a consistent 60 frames per second?
2: Um, maybe, I, I, think I felt that,
0: that way about the Uncharted games. I think, I think
2: some of it is that they remapped a little bit of it, because mm. part like with Uncharted, they remapped, or they, they, they actually did go in and fiddle with the controls on the yeah. first one a little. Um, with this one, I think the way that, and I, I played the first one on a, on, a, on a PC, but like switching, one of the things I remember is switching from plasmids to a gun in the first one was kind of cumbersome and made me actually really hate doing it, uh, whereas on, on the, in the remaster version, it's, it's fantastic. So uh, anyway, so that's taken up most of my time. Um, so the only really thing that I got a chance to watch this week was I saw uh, I saw the Gold Rush, the Charlie Chaplin film. Um, the the interesting thing, and I wish I had had the time to watch it again, because I watched when you, if you when you get the Criterion, they give you two versions. They give you the original 1925 version, and then they give you the 1942 version with this little blurb telling you that that the 1942 version is the like the version that, that Chaplin believed was the definitive version of the Gold Rush, uh, where basically in 42, after, after talkies were popular, he went back, re-edited that movie, and then added in a voiceover where instead of there ever being text cards, he's like he's talking and like narrating some of the movie to you. Uh, and some of the narration is funny. For the most part, it's really just in place of the title cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just sort of telling you exactly what's happening. Um, but I'd be interested to see it without it. Cause I think I would probably like it more. Cause some of what is so charming about going back and seeing those movies is, um, is the way he was able to tell that story without any, oh, any I, sound. I
0: agree. I think he's a masterful storyteller. Right. for Just action.
2: And so when, when suddenly he breaks in and says like, this guy th- feels like this and blah, and you're like, uh, uh, wait, 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 I, I didn't want you to tell me that, um, and I'd like to see uh, you know how differently edited it is, but it's gorgeous. It's a you know it's a fantastic uh, um, scan of the film. Uh, if you haven't seen Gold Rush, you should totally check it out. It's ha- it's got what a-, a scene on it that commonly shows up in like you know top top one hundred lists yeah. of the funniest scenes ever, which is uh, which is when he puts forks into dinner rolls and does this, oh, yeah. this amazing little
0: dance scene. Um, it's super iconic.
2: Yeah. So basically, the whole movie, which it looks like. They, could, you could make the movie today for like sixteen dollars and a handshake, um, but the uh, the it, it starts off he's a he's like a miner going through the mountains um, and he runs into these two other miners who are up there and nobody has any food. There's a great sequence where he he boils a boot, uh, and I'm pretty sure they made, they must have like made a boot out of black licorice because then there's this long scene where where like he he pries the. Um, he pries the sole of the sh- of the boot off and he splits the boot with his friend and and the one guy starts chewing on the boot leather and he's like... Uh, th- so it's got all these nails coming out-, out of the sole. So he's like taking bites off of the sole of the shoe and then he's like picking the nails out of his teeth as if they're chicken bones. Um, it's just a really funny little sequence. Um, and there's a handful of them like that throughout the movie. I don't think I loved this one as much as City Lights because City Lights... I, I I liked the character of City Lights and like the emotional story there more. In this one, there's this girl who's like she's the girlfriend of some local sort of jerk, uh and she uh he falls in love with her. She she starts she dances with him sort of just to, to, to piss off her boyfriend and he and the tramp falls in love with her for it. And then when she finds out that he's in love with her, she and her friends sort of like they pull some pranks on him and you know um, but, uh, but, it, so I, I don't end up like loving the story and the character as much as I do in City Lights where you're really rooting for him to, you know, uh, to pull through. So anyway, um, it's pretty good. It's, it's, uh, I, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say that I don't love it cause it's, it's still really interesting to watch mm-hmm. this movie. So, uh, at some point I'll have to bring you a copy. Anyway, that's, that's pretty much everything I watched.
0: Brad? <laughs> Brad?
1: Uh, I clearly didn't watch as much as last week, so you'll be happy to hear that. Oh, good. Uh, but I did get caught up on The Walking Dead. Oh, wow. And I didn't find the ending like that infuriating.
2: <laughs> Was the ending supposed to be, I'm, you know, two and a half seasons set behind, what so happened?
1: It's that whole thing where it ends where Negan... You don't know who Negan kills. Yeah, they shoot it so that you can't tell who. They,
0: what, they did that? Yeah. That seems dumb. So they shot it in a way where, uh, did, you, uh, did you watch it on Netflix? Yeah. Did they? Is it the unedited version?
1: I don't know. I didn't see the live version.
0: Uh, Does does he say "fuck" a lot?
1: Uh, no. I think he 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 says "shit"
0: and stuff. Oh yeah. On the uh, Blu-ray, they take his lines from like the comics. Oh yeah. So, Degan saying stuff like "you fucky fuck fuck," which is stupid. But that's exactly when you stopped caring about the book, right? Yeah. I mean, I still read the uh, the graphic novels, the Collections, but um, yeah. That's but it's still pretty fun in the, um on the blu ray. But yeah, uh yeah, I don't I it's not that big a it's, it. it's it's like a Star Trek
1: season 3 when Riker's about to blow up Locutus and it just ends yeah. like I mean, yeah, I that's guess fine. So. Yeah. You shouldn't have to
2: We just haven't had like cliffhangers don't happen as much as they used to, but part of that is like shows aren't actually as like popular and guaranteed to get renewed as they as that one is.
0: Yeah. So. And two, too, I mean, I I think as um As producers and showrunners, I mean, obviously you do it on purpose because you want people talking about the show until it comes back. Yeah. So, in a way, it's cheap. And I think why the people got mad is because earlier in the season they had a Glenn fake out death, which I actually thought was really shocking at in that moment. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh man, they're going to kill Glenn, and they do it in a way that's you know pretty horrific. So I was like, that's cool because you know he uh, I won't. So anyway, so doing Glenn that way was, I thought, really shocking. And then they kind of did a bait and switch. Like, oh, he made it. And so I think that's why a lot of people kind of got upset. Huh. Yeah. But yeah, no. But Jeffrey Dean Morgan's great as Negan. Oh, yeah.
1: That whole scene, like, it it feels like they're dragging it out just to, like, intentionally build suspense for that Mm -hmm. moment. But I I think it was perfectly fine. Yeah, I think so, too.
2: Do you think it's better... Do you think the edited version is better because it doesn't have the fucks in it? I think they both
1: work. Sure. I, uh, yeah, I can't imagine it being like worse. Like I, I mean, I'm not someone who gets bothered by language. So yeah, I don't, I don't either. Well, it's it's,
2: it, it's different when like
0: because Negan's language in the book is so profuse that it's yeah. like
2: hard to listen to because he's not actually and, saying anything.
0: And honestly, you know that's always my problem with Kirkman's writing, whether it's Negan right. or not. Yeah, I think his writing is really coarse. Yeah. And I and I know that sounds stupid for comments from someone like me, but it's it's just like when I say Friday the 13th part 5 is really gratuitous. Yeah. That sounds stupid to say, but when you watch it in the context of the film, it's right. you know gratuitous. Yeah. Same thing with I think Kirkman's writing, I think his ideas are great. I think uh the characterizations of the, his main characters are really is really well done. Yeah. But when it comes to executing Negan, I think it's just lame. Yeah. Uh, and I still I mean he's an interesting character, and I just I don't think he's as cool as everyone else thinks he is, and um, yeah, maybe it, that's because, it's when I stopped reading the book. Yeah,
2: because like I got through, I got through issue one hundred and all that stuff, and I was like, oh, okay, and then I just, I completely lost momentum yeah. with it. So interesting, yeah, cool.
1: And the other thing I watched is Hard Target two. <laughs> they made a what? sequel to what? Hard Target.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Wait, so the Jean Claude Van Damme movie from like ninety three ninety four does it have ninety four yeah J C V D in it? Maybe three.
1: It does not have Jean-Claude Van Damme in it. So it doesn't have. It doesn't have any of the original people in it, or the original director.
2: Better or worse than Kickboxer
0: Vengeance? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) They're about on par. See, I would, I would, I would always upgrade like a shitty one if I had an actor I liked in it, just because you know, like, uh sure. I'd
1: say maybe the biggest name in this one is Rona Mitra. (laughs) (laughs) Always a good sign. And there's a part of the movie where you can tell, like, it just feels (laughs) like she checked out. (laughs) Like she's like, just she's kill my like, character here so I can go home.
2: She's already got Doomsday signed on. So she's like, look, I got my next <laughs> paycheck. I don't really care about this one. Um,
1: yeah. And they got some guy who looks like Lance Hendrickson, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not his character. And it's the same premise. They're hunting. Uh, oddly enough, it does combine Kickboxer's storyline where um, there's these two friends who uh, box competitively. Kickbox? What is it? Pro- no. Oh, I thought you were like stop.
2: No, I'm just scratching my thumb. Oh. Uh
1: they, they box. <laughs> they box and then uh they get set up to fight each other for some reason. Sure. And uh the one guy's supposed to pull his punches, but he gets too into it and he accidentally punches his friend to death.
2: Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> He's supposed to fake the fake the fight. Yeah. But he accidentally kills the man.
1: Yeah, I guess his spine was weak or something, but <laughs> breaks his breaks his neck with a punch. Um, feels guilty about it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Goes on a sabbatical. Is it like
2: a slow motion shot where he like, he accidentally hits the neck instead of the chin. And so like you, you see the fist go into his (laughs) neck or something. No, sorry, James. That'd be cool.
1: It's just a typical punch to the jaw. And then he goes down and you think he's just like knocked out, but he's actually dead, but he's dead. Yeah. And the guy's celebrating. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So it's the same premise that that guy gets, uh, to make some money or get like they pay him with rubies or something. He has to like, uh, run. I think it's, uh, what's, what's it called? Burma. Yeah. Burma. So he's running the, country? through the Burma countryside. Oh, oh, okay. I thought, you, I thought he, he had to, to run border. the country of Burma. Yeah. has to get to the border before the, the, the graph designer who hired, uh, you know, these guys who hunt people to uh, kill him. And then he runs into some like natives and, uh, they try to rob him. but then they team up and, Wait, wait,
2: wait, wait! A graphic designer hired him to hunt people. Yeah, or a, I, no,
1: a, a computer designer, or a oh, okay, video game like a, designer. Like a, okay, like a I developer. can design you guys some sweet outfits. Okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's like I make t-shirts in my day job, but I need some people dead.
1: No, he's he. Yeah, he's, he was trying to. He was secretly doing research, so eventually he gets find <coughs> the uh, the the kill team finds out that he's been videotaping the whole expedition, and then they, they get upset and kill him. Okay, but uh. uh the last scene kind of sums up the quality of the movie. They get to the, the border, right? Sure. Um, and do. then after they've been ch- chasing this guy and shooting at him through the countryside, uh, he gets to the bridge, and then they kind of th- uh, throw down their weapons and decide to just fight him hand-to-hand. Right, right, right. right. And because get- it's
2: because it's one of those movies. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then, obviously, he takes the our Jean-Claude Van Damme-type guy, takes out all those guys, and then there's like... The villain's right hand man. He has to fight, and that fight's even weaker. And then finally, that he uh, that guy gets taken out, and then the main guy who leads the kill, the kill team again has him dead to rights with a pistol, and decides to like uh, toss it aside because the uh, I think the Burmese army is approaching the bridge, okay, and they're just gonna uh, kill him right then and there. But then the natives that the Van Damme character helped. Uh, buy off the army with the rubies, and then the kill team leader steals a gun from the army. And so you can't see it at home, but the position on the bridge. So there's the Jean Claude Van Damme character and the natives on one end, and then the villain gets uh, through choreography gets wedged in between them and the army. Okay. And the army shoots through that villain with you know, our heroes on the other side of him. Sure. And yet. <laughs> Does you our know, hero die? No, th- that okay. guy gets sprayed with bullets, but our hero just kind of right. ducks a little bit.
2: <laughs> sure, but all the bullets went into the bad guy. Yeah, that's why the bad guy. So actually, what happens is at the end of this movie, it's it's not not easy bad guy, to bullets, the bad guy duck bullets. The bad guy basically saves the hero's life yes. by absorbing <laughs> all of the the fire. There were no the stray shots.
1: There were no through shots. Okay. Yeah.
2: Weird. Yeah. Most of what you said about like. Gemstones and shit like that, impenetrable. No idea what you're talking about, but okay. So, yeah. but it's not good. And
1: then, uh, yeah, it's, it's not. It's definitely. I'm glad I watched it on Netflix. Yeah.
0: So, what relation does it have to the original? I think it's
1: just. Hey, it's just name. called Hard Target. It's, it's two, but it's it's the same premise with new characters, in a different location.
2: Was the first Hard Target in Burma?
1: No, it was in like uh, uh, New like Orleans, Louisiana. Yeah. Yeah, New Orleans. Weird. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Um, And then uh, I keep forgetting, I've been watching like, because Netflix also has reruns of Bob Ross, (laughs) The Joy of Painting. Yeah, it does. Yeah. No, I've watched some of it. It's the best background thing to watch. Although he does paint a lot of snow paintings towards the end. It's the
2: best just thing to watch.
1: And I'm surprised after, well, he has like 30 seasons, but there's only, I don't know, 20 of them on Netflix.
0: (laughs) Only? How many episodes are in each season?
1: I'd imagine well, I like remember. back in the day, twenty twenty two so per yeah. year. There's only
0: four hundred episodes on Netflix. Yeah,
1: no, there's twelve out of out of four hundred. Oh, really 12, twenty episodes. 20, uh, okay, so yeah. far, I guess I don't know if they're going to add more, but yeah.
2: Um, but yeah, it's the best. Yeah, it's great. Any, I always I always loved it because he'd like I, I literally I shouldn't tell the story. Uh, I we my friends and I would like go over to my folks' house after after school in high school uh, to play card games and stuff and hang out. Uh, and sometimes we would just get home and or get to my folks' house and we would watch Bob Ross for like an hour and a half. Nerd. And we would get we would get super pissed off because he'd like he'd like paint something beautiful and you'd have like this river and then and he'd just stuff suddenly, a tree in the foreground. No, yeah, he yeah, he'd like suddenly start painting like this black splotch and you'd be like, What the fuck are you doing, yeah. Bob Ross? And then he'd turn that new rock into the most beautiful rock you'd ever seen. And the river would be better for it, even though you remember that there's a beautiful river behind it.
0: Like, do you remember our painting teacher in high school? Mr. McGinnis hated Bob Ross. <laughs> what? I Who forgot hates that. Bob but yeah. Bob Ross? Yeah. Our, our painting our teacher painting in teacher, high guess. school. Yeah. What
2: soulless Nazi doesn't like Bob Ross? Yep. Ugh, I man.
1: don't know. If you do anyway. watch 20 of them straight, it's a bit repetitive because he says, obviously, oh. Happy Little Trees a lot and yes. beat the devil out of it. But the best part was this one episode where...
2: <laughs> beat the devil out of it.
1: Yeah, that one huge <laughs> brush that he smacks against the easel yeah. and it sprays all over the cameraman. yeah. Um, oh, and it, uh, it, it is nice when he shows like the animal clips of the animals that he rescues, like the squirrels and the birds. Yes. Like that's adorable. Huh? Like pocket squirrel. Because he's
2: a wonderful person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: but uh, the, the funniest part was uh, this one episode where um, he's kind of talking about how he has to rush this one painting because his producer will get pissed at him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, call, it's almost, he's almost calling her out on air. Like, yeah. Uh, like w- what they bitch. discuss behind the scenes. Yeah. It's like. The way he <laughs> says it in the camera, it's just like, <laughs> you can tell there's just a, oh, I wish, you know.
2: Yeah, if she could just fall into a well. Yeah. I could paint and be happy.
1: This sweet, sweet man. There's just like this. I wish a happy little tree would fall in front of her car. For, <laughs> for his director. Yeah. Um, and then I can't say too much, but because uh, of a special project we're working on coming up, I rewatched Escape from New York. Well, actually, awesome. I watched Escape from New York for the first time, but rewatched Escape from L.A. Mm. and What you
2: never seen Escape from New York? No, you live a life where you watched the unfortunate Escape from L.A. first.
1: Well, uh, they're basically the same movie, so <laughs> yeah, it's but... like I watched them three times. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, like the whole plot point yeah. of like poisoning him and then he has to get the antidote. Like he has to co- complete the mission to get the antidote. I'm like, yes, really, twice but the, like like the like, rescue I can get but like that point <coughs> twice
2: but the uh the second one's got like the terrible the terrible surfing sequence oh yeah and uh I didn't
1: remember that from the first time I watched it and yeah. I should have yeah it's pretty bad um and then the hang glider stuff and
2: yeah, I, I do think, the like, sub. Escape from New York is not, like, the amazing movie that people remember it as, but right. I think because I it think was the fun. first time. Yeah, no, it's fun. It's definitely I think, the better one. Yeah.
1: Um, um, but it's it's really just, like, they kind of go to places, and things happen, and there's, like, weirdness to look at.
0: Yeah. And I'm pretty um, sure Kurt Russell says, like, five things in the movie. Yeah. Right. I, I
1: expected him to have, like, great, you know, Indiana Jones-type mm, right, one-liners and stuff. The,
2: people talk about Snake Plissken, like, he's this amazing character, and then you watch the movie, and you're like, well... He's just... He's Grunting kind of like a Terminator. Yep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny.
1: So, but yeah, LA, like really, LA would be fine if it wasn't for the just horrible, horrible effects.
2: Yeah. Well, and for being exactly the same movie. And right? the like, same plot. As yeah. a sequel, it's like, it's like. It barely furthers the mythos. The Taken films where you're kind of like, okay, all right. <laughs> really? We did mm. this. How about the government calls him and is like, hey, we need your help with the thing. How about that instead of people get taken? Anyway, was anyway. oh, that it?
1: And then the last thing I watched, uh, I've been dipping in and out of The Flash, and it's gotten really good the past couple episodes. The um, show? I think I'm like, yeah, it's season one, like episode 18, 19 I'm on right now. Cool. Um,
0: is it only ha- it's coming up on its second season or it's coming up on its third?
1: I think the third one's coming out, and they mm. just released the second one on DVD or something. Oh, okay. Um, but the, I, I think the mystery they've been building up, uh, which isn't much of a mystery because Kevin Smith did a whole episode about it. Um, but uh, it was cool when uh, Mark, Mark Hamill was on there as, as the trickster because he played him, I think, on the old Flash show. Mm-hmm. Um, and he reprises his role. And there's a cool moment where the episode revolves around there's, there's another trickster who's like a copycat. Mm-hmm. And so the Flash and the police have to use Mark Hamill's trickster to track him down. And then it turns out it's
2: like Blacklist style.
1: Um, So they use Mark Hamill to try to track down the imposter when the whole time the imposter was Mark Hamill's plan. And then there's a moment where he reveals that the new trickster is his son by saying, I am your father. Oh. (laughs) And there's like Imperial March music behind it.
2: No. It's cute. That's silly. I mean, good for them.
1: Yeah, it's... It's It suffers from being like a network television show where they have to cut like every, I don't know, five minutes to a commercial and yeah. uh, have to put like the latest pop song in it. But uh, no. I think the mystery they've been building is pretty compelling. So Whereas early on, I was like, ugh.
2: It's, getting, of the week. it's getting pretty good for a CW show, yes. is what you're saying. Okay.
1: I am slightly invested with it. I think Zombie's good. It's a CW show.
2: Oh, yeah. I keep meaning to check that out.
1: And Brandon Routh was... Uh, they, he's the captain or the atom and so his uh, his episode was really really fun cuz they introduce him by like it's a bird it's a plane and then he crashes into the ground
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> cuz he hasn't figured out his suit fully yet sure yeah okay so but then they have to stop a swarm of bees okay techno bees, bees. oh okay and all right. cyber all right. bees
2: it, it took me a second for you to, to <laughs> register that you just said they had to stop some bees the
1: episode's called like all star team up and they team up to stop bees
2: fuck <laughs> <laughs> come
1: on yeah
0: yeah that's right. it for me uh, this week i saw a few things i i obviously got civil war and oh, yeah. watching it again that movie is so tight and you watching that again and then just recently watching batman superman which you can listen to our commentary with zach howard on realnerdspodcast.com. yep um the the arc of civil war is so great yeah. And the movie is two hours and like thirty-nine minutes long. But it goes by so fast. And because they're so smart with introducing all the characters and the Hold um, and just and just rewatching it again, how much fun the airport scene is, yeah. and then how devastating the scene with Cap, Bucky, and Iron Man is. Yeah. Because you know, people often accuse Marvel movies of the villain not being that strong, but I think Zemo in that is a great villain. Yeah.
2: Well, and the thing that the the reason why that doesn't matter is because the villain is rarely actually some dude. The villain
0: is actually, you know, yeah, no, our I agree. our own internal struggles. And, and I think shit. it's a clever take on Baron Zemo, where it's you yes. know he's he's just a dude, <coughs> right? And all right. The, his whole plan—he's got a normal voice—is yeah, he just hates these guys? Yeah. He just hates them. Yeah. Did you listen to the director's commentary yet? Uh, I haven't yet. Yeah, yeah. it's it, awesome. Is it? Yeah. Oh man, I, yeah. I watched the makings of. I watched the deleted scenes. I, I got that steel book. It's really cool. Oh yeah, the steel book is awesome. Yeah. They
1: had to fight to get Giant Man in it. Like, really? Yeah. Really? He wasn't originally uh, like he was an idea, but like some producer was fighting him against it. Huh. And they like worked it out on the plane or something. Um, and it, I I forgot, but there there were some other cool things that. Uh, that they addressed that were parallels to Batman and Superman. Um, so like, I don't know how to explain it anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it, it is, out. I mean, Zemo's and uh, Zemo's and Luther's plans are somewhat similar, yes. but I think it's just held. Uh, it's done smarter in uh, civil war. Right. Oh
1: yeah. Like the, in the, in the commentary, they talk about how like their story is based on characters pushing the plot forward. Whereas Batman Superman feels like some college kid's essay on Greek mythology, <laughs> and there's yeah. just characters in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Well, they don't. They don't say that in the commentary, though, right? No, but they don't. Well, they do they talk, don't address Batman Superman, do they?
1: No, but they, they they talked about like how their movies versus DC, like their oh, wow. characters move their plots, whereas okay, yeah, DC is all about like what the mission is. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah. But and the, that,
0: that's even what fails about Suicide Squad. The, I have it, no idea what the mission is. The, and I mean, this scene, my, my still my f- most favorite scene in the whole movie is when Zemo is there and uh, they, they show Tony the video of his parents being murdered. Yeah. And um, he asks Steve. He says, did you know? And he said, I knew about his missions, but I didn't know. He's like, don't bullshit me, Rogers. Did you know? And then he, it's like this beat, and he says, yes.
2: Oh, it's the yeah. only,
0: Captain America got caught in a lie, and Iron Man called him out on it, and it's, it's really good. It's so good. And I mean, and yeah. And it wasn't a lie, he was just withholding the. Yeah, it yeah, 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 yeah. It's a,
2: yeah. It's they a say lie. that in the it's commentary. A, it's a lie by omission, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I understand why Cap didn't do it. Because, right. you know, when you find out what, and even <laughs> Thanks buddy. And even even Bucky has a great line where uh stop dude. Stop. Where Steve is telling him uh you know that wasn't you who did it and he says no it it was me. Yeah. I might have been brainwashed but it was me. Yeah. And that's I think that's the tragic uh line of the Winter Soldier yeah. is yeah I might have been brainwashed but I'm still the dude. Yeah, I remember doing it like because him, him like his him killing of Howard Stark is pretty brutal. Yeah, and his wife. And his wife. And oh, it, spoilers for Civil yeah, War. Sorry.
1: <laughs> which, 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 by the way, speaking of Howard Stark, so there's like a picture of the other guy who plays Howard Stark, like in the papers, but it's the Mad Men guy playing mm. him in live
0: action. Wait, <laughs> well, no, because in the, in the uh, first Avenger, it's the oh. one dude, and then it's the dude from Mad yes. Men. Yes. Well, because Do- Dominic Stark.
2: Cooper is young yeah. to Howard Stark, and old Howard Stark is is uh, what's his face. Yeah, but it's Madden.
1: weird. Like in the movie, though, they show like a newspaper of First Avenger, Howard Stark, oh, and then like you know, like like Madden the guys the actually getting murdered. Or whatever. Yeah,
2: they're like, oh no, he's been murdered. And so I, they they use like, yeah, oh, that that's funny. Yeah, like, and he's I still, still kind of
1: young, Howard
0: Stark, yeah. but he's older. Yeah. yeah. I still don't know how Marvel like deages actors, but it looks they, amazing. They
2: should have just like they should have just taken the two of them and done that thing that the internet does, where they like meld the two guys' faces together and then done that. Especially because it's a still image, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Though the whole audience would have been confused because they'd be like, "Who the fuck is that guy?"
0: But yeah, yeah interesting. No, it's it's a great movie.
1: Yeah, for oh, sure. Damn it! I, uh, there's something I heard. It was the last minute. What was the last thing. Uh, oh, it's like right there on my mind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Melting two images. Howard Stark is dead. No, there's the Winter, uh, Winter Soldier.
1: Like, there's something that's from that from I that I scene help. that like they didn't get done until like two weeks before the movie came out. Oh, oh. sorry.
2: Well, that's alright. Right. Well, we're all gonna go listen to the commentary. Just listen to the commentary. Now, yeah. Yeah. It's great. Is there a nice guy's commentary on the disc?
0: No. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's like two yes. like weak features. Oh, They're shoot. like five minutes long, yeah, too. it sucks.
2: Because I watched that this week as well, but didn't talk about yeah, it. But I, so I was suddenly uh,
0: curious, because a Shane Black commentary on that would be a Young amazing. lady, yeah. a porno young lady. Porno young lady. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I also, the uh, last Spider-Man movie I had to watch with Kellen was The Amazing Spider-Man 2. And, I, you know, it's it's hard, uh, much like Brad, when you're such a fanboy, when I watch a movie, I'm like, I don't know why people hate this movie so much. It's so fun. And if I'm pretty sure, if they just would have cut out all the stuff with Peter's parents in it, the movie probably would have worked a lot better. Probably, yeah. Um, Sorry, which one? Amazing, Amazing 2. 2. Amazing too. Okay. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I, I I still think the performances. I think Andrew Garfield's great in it. Emma Stone's mm-hmm. great in it. Uh, I, I think for me the
2: the the weirdness of of the Green Goblin. Or the baby goblin in that movie. Like, I don't love the design, and he, he kind of feels shoehorned in. Like, that's the thing that... But I love the sequence. Yeah. So no, it's, it's just it. like a... You know, it's one of those old conversations.
0: Yeah. I mean, I... I see, I like the idea of who the goblin is. I, I like mm-hmm. the idea that it's Harry that is the one who kind of goes off the deep end. Yeah. Um, and uh, Dane DeHaan's really great in it. Oh, yeah. Um, and Emma Stone's great in it. And I think uh, it, it's shot with more confidence uh, than the first one, and I think the first one's a fun movie too. But um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I still really like. Helen really liked it. Um,
2: well, he's two.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> and I'm 35, and I still love it. Um, and I don't know, dude. It's it's my fanboy me. I still like get teary every time Gwen Stacy dies, and because I, I think that sequence just shot beautifully. It's um, really good. Yeah, but yeah, it's still a fun movie. Um, I love the the spider sense in it in Times Square when he's fighting Electro. When he's trying to save all the people. It's just, I think, much like Spider-Man 3, where I think Spider-Man 3 is a fun movie too, I think sometimes it falls under its own weight. Mm. Um, But I I still don't think it's as bad as people want to say it is. No, no. Um, no.
2: It's not the worst. No, not at all.
0: As Spawn
1: is, I feel like right. when yeah. Jamie Fox is before he becomes Electro, I feel like I'm oh. watching Jim Carrey. Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, That's I mean, so weird. Like uh, it's an odd performance. It is. It is. It's a weird. It's a weird choice. It, it's like a kids' movie comic uh, book. And then of course yeah. there's lightning bolts on his costume. Yeah, the that, that, costume that I, I he mean, makes from his energy. I mean, I, I, I I've mentioned <laughs> that before. <laughs> like I, I, that's the that's the one costume because I think like Spider-Man's costume in that movie I think looks great yeah um that's the one costume like the lightning bolts on it really irked me because yeah. it's just so cartoony but
1: yeah. it looks good it just doesn't like yeah it doesn't make sense yeah
2: there's something about like when you when you take an actor especially somebody who's usually really cool and then you like you you try to make them as as nerdy as you can by giving them like thin hair and mm-hmm. making them look meek uh because the uh, iron man three does it too and and Guy Pierce in Iron Man 3, I think, is a whole lot better. Oh, yeah. Like, there's something about that kind of character that just tends to rub me the wrong way. Yeah. Um,
0: no, like that, I, I, no, I get yeah. it. But, but I, I, I still think uh, Electro on screen looks amazing.
2: Oh, yeah. Once he's Electro, it's yeah. really cool. He's that uh, sort of old Because I always
0: thought Electro would be a cool Spider-Man villain to have on screen. For sure, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, f- you know, it's a fun movie. Yeah. Um, I watched a movie that, uh, it's called Night of the Living Deb, and it's... A zombie film, but it's kind of in the vein of Shaun of the Living Dead. But you didn't, you didn't,
2: just you didn't mispeak there. It's no, Deb. Deb. okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I so just to make it's sure. yes. Cheshire. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I was, re- I was reading up on it, and it actually has really good reviews. But it was started on a hundred thousand dollar Kickstarter um, oh, wow. campaign, and uh, the script was so good that I forget who the cinematographer is, but he won like an Oscar. So he came on and basically was a cinematographer oh. for on this film. Like he, he
2: had won an Oscar. Yeah. Not for this. Not for
0: this. Okay. I forget what it was for. I'll have to look it up. Or he was nominated. But he... So he came on because he liked the script and he, like, didn't get paid for it. Oh, wow. And uh, shot it. And the movie looks great. Um, it's actually pretty funny. It moves really quick. It has... Uh, I forget the lady who plays Deb. She's really funny in it. So the basic story is, is she has a one-night stand with this guy and they wake up and there's a zombie apocalypse going on. And uh it's just uh so the guy she has a one night stand with she thinks is like this super hot like cool guy and he turns out he's like this hipster douchebag and uh she keeps it's it's a really funny uh there's a part where there's this zombie coming after him and she's like oh don't worry they're all like slow moving like they have cerebral palsy and <laughs> the douchebag guy says Hey, that's so and so down the street. He does have cerebral palsy, and then all these other zombies like run past him to come. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty funny. (laughs) It's stupid stuff like that. Um, But the the leads in it are really good. It's it's really it's kind of just a clever banter movie. It's uh, there's not too much zombie stuff in it. Um, So yeah, like it's the whole premise is her walk of shame is dealing with a zombie apocalypse, and it's a yeah, it's a fun movie. Cool. Uh yeah, and the uh the last thing I watched is I dug into uh, Ryan's vault and I pulled out Batman Under the Red Hood. Um which is I think maybe one of DC animated's strongest um animated films. I think uh uh John DiMaggio as uh the Joker's really good. He he plays him differently. Uh yeah, He's more like a like gruff gangster. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think the story is really interesting. Uh, I think it plays really well. Uh, J- uh, Jason Isaacs as Ray Ghoul is really good. Um, I, I just, I just think it's a really well done animated film, and it, uh, the, and the ending I think is just brilliant. Um, where you know, uh, spoilers for a comic that's ten years old and an animated film I don't I was like four or five years old probably. No, I think it's probably eight or nine now is it really yeah um anyways jason todd is the red hood and he has this great scene with the joker where he puts a gun to the joker's head and he says you stop me or i'm gonna kill him because you don't kill and uh you know batman's basically telling him that uh i'm just gonna leave you know i'm gonna go away and then jason todd goes to shoot batman he throws his battering in it and then the Joker's just laughing because of what they did. And um it's a real it's a really bummer of an ending, but I think tonally it fits the film really well. Yeah. And I, I mean on Blu-ray it looks great. And it
1: revolves around the idea that like Jason Todd's upset that, you know, this guy killed him mm-hmm. and the Batman like wasn't upset enough to return the,
0: yeah. favor. the favor. I, I yeah. forget what I forget what Batman says and why he doesn't but it's totally, I think it's a really cool film. Um, it's really well done. And the uh, the Blu ray has tons of features on it. It has, it has like four hours of special features, hmm. which is three is the animated series. It has Mad Love, The Laughing Fish, and the Robin um, origin story. It has a Blu ray documentary about Robin, hmm. uh, it has a Jonah Hex uh, like short cartoon. It's really well done. And um, so uh, it's probably my favorite Batman animated movie. Um, Is it true they're doing Hush and Death of the Family? I heard, yeah. Or Death in the Family? Uh, That's what they want to do. Mark Hamill said something about it. Uh, I I should say DC animated universe movies Mm -hmm. because I think Mask of the Phantasm is the best Batman animated movie. But. yeah, it's really is, good.
2: Is Mask of the Phantasm technically a different universe? Oh, yeah, because that's a Paul Dini. It's, it's not different. You know. It's it's
0: the animated series universe. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's really great. I
2: forget that the, the, the Red Hood isn't actually in that. Because I, I just want all of the animated ones to just shove into that universe. Like, even, even when I watch, like, Assault on Arkham, I'm like, oh, you know, it's all these same characters. Like I don't really think of them as being different. Yeah. Because um, they're coherent enough that, you know. It's not drastically different.
3: Cool.
0: That's what I watched this week. Awesome. Hey, we also talk about movie news. This is a thing we call real news. So first thing in real news, just really fast, Uh, Jeffrey Reddick, who is the writer and creator of Final Destination, has a new movie coming out called Dead Awake that he mentioned in one of our interviews years ago. And uh, here's a trailer for Dead Awake.
1: What's making you scream at night?
3: Just a nightmare. You know, the one where um, you're falling and you're about to hit the ground.
4: Or how about when you wake up and... You open your eyes, but you can't move. feels like something's holding you down. You know something's in the room with you. Something evil.
3: What you are describing is sleep paralysis. You see, when we sleep, the mind shuts down the body so we don't act out on our dreams.
4: It just feels so real. a case study conducted the deaths of hundreds of people who died in their sleep all of these victims reported seeing someone on top of them strangling them this all just seems like superstition right it paralyzes its victims and crushes the life out of them
2: the hag can paralyze your body
4: but not your mind Oh God. I've seen it. It's real. And once you can't fight it anymore.
0: easy? You just
3: stop believing in it? How do you stop believing in something you know is real?
0: Anyways, Dead Awake deals with uh, sleep paralysis, where when you wake up, you can't move, and uh, Jeffrey mentioned in our interview that he always thought it would be fascinating if when you woke up, there was a demon on you, and that's why you couldn't move, and uh, that's the premise of the movie
2: my the first episode of of this American life I ever listened to was about the fear of sleep, and they mm-hmm. did a long section on on this exact phenomenon where these people people wake up and they have like night terrors where they they see either someone in the room or they see someone like sitting on their chest um, and they tend to not be able to breathe or move um, and it has to do with with. The, there's a thing that your brain does to keep you from moving while you sleep that if that doesn 't shut off when you wake up and people have that disability like then you can lay there and not be able to move because your brain mm-hmm. isn 't sending signals um, anyway uh, uh, and I always thought it was terrifying when he when he described this movie to, to me to us, I was like oh that that is such a cool idea um, so this is a this is a weird horror movie where I'm like, i 'm like I, even I might need to check this
0: out yeah I you know obviously just someone support it because he was so nice. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll never forget. You know, the first Mile High Horror. He just walked up and sat down and was really gracious with his time. He says, "When he when people say they have ten minutes and they sit down and talk to us for over an hour, yeah, I think it's pretty amazing." And we have a few interviews with him, and you can uh, go back and listen to our archive with him. I think we have another one somewhere. Yeah, metal surface.
2: He's an absolute. I mean,
0: uh, you know, I I mean, it might have been we might have uh, unleashed it when we unleashed the Dan Myrick one in the same vault. We might have been able to dust it off. So we'll <laughs> have to see. Um, um
2: yeah really really yeah, so, awesome guy. so i just
0: wanted to give him a shout out because not only is he you know a, a cool horror writer he's a really nice guy and yeah. he always remembers me when he's at mile high horror the next time um always says nice things and always wishes wishes me a happy birthday on facebook and stuff so yeah he, he's he a does ni- that to me too I know, he's oh
4: what a sweetheart
0: he's he, yeah he's a nice man for oh. someone who's like a hollywood guy and yeah you know so yeah. uh congratulations Mr. Reddick, I'm glad you got that project off the ground because I remember you talking about it three years ago. Yeah, it's really cool. So, yeah. What nice else we got? Up. Um,
2: great. Uh, Paul Walker might show up in another Fast and Furious movie. I got a lot of different news, so we're going to fly through some of this. Did you see this, Ryan? No. Uh, yeah, so uh, I believe his name is Caleb. He's one of the Walker brothers. Um, in an interview, talked about the fact that like Vin Diesel called him and was like, how would you feel if, uh, if your brother showed back up in another movie? Uh, like, later down in the series, you know, just to give it closure.
0: Um, which
2: I think is contradictory to the last movie we saw where it got complete closure. Yeah, and like I think the, the, I think the wa-
0: last ending is pretty brilliant and Yeah, like, that
2: movie made everyone in the theater cry, and it's a Fast and Furious movie, and you made people cry. You don't need to touch that again. You need to go back to making Fast Five movies. Like, come on. Also, the star of the movies are now The Rock. So, mm-hmm. like, let's move on. Um, but anyway... Uh, uh, they might be making a prequel to Mad Max: Fury Road, or at least so says the rumor mill. Uh, basically, there's for the last f- three or four days now. There's been this rumor that. that so, do you
0: have to make a prequel or a sequel? Can it just be another film set in the universe? Well,
2: I, look, I mean, that's one of those things where I, if if um, if they do it right, I don't think it is. I don't think it's necessary to make it. Obvious, but but we get enough of her character in the movie that if you set it at a different time in her life, so for example, if it's earlier and she's, uh, uh and she's living at the Citadel, then it's forced to be before. If it's while she's wandering the wastelands before she gets to the Citadel, and that's made clear, then it's forced to be before. It just it just depends how you handle it, right? Like what what elements of the last so story not, show you're up. You're
0: not telling me a Mad Max sequel. You're telling me a.
2: Yes, this would only have Furiosa in it. Okay, um, is the theory, which I'm totally fine with, because all I care about is the universe. Mad Max is a, is a cipher anyway. Um, you know, he's not the f- he's not the main character of Fury Road, and he's hardly the main character of any of his movies. Um, he's a cipher in in Road and Warrior, and that's what too. I
0: mean. I mean, I, I would, I mean, Road Warriors, yeah, the second Mad Max movie, but is it yeah. really a direct sequel? I don't know. Right, Riggs, Yeah, I, I mean it. it it kind of has to
2: be because his family dies in the second one. Yeah. Or in the first one, right? So if he doesn't have a family in the second one... Yeah, I mean, I get that but part, they, but, but... Or a different way to say it is, where does Fury Road fit into the original trilogy? That's yeah. a good way to ask the question, because it has to be before beyond Thunderdome, but who knows where it exists between the other films? And even then, like it theoretically could be after Thunderdome. He just shaved the silver wings off of his head. I don't know. Um, it's... Yeah, uh... Uh, it doesn't matter. The universe
0: is what's cool. The other Mad Max uh, news this week is they're releasing a black and chrome edition oh. of Mad Max: Fury Road.
2: Yeah, uh, it's a it's a four part or it's it's all four of the movies in one uh, in one set called the High Octane Collection, which will have the black and chrome
0: edition. Yeah, uh, but you can also buy the black and chrome separately. Oh, did they? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. It's right there.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, great i I've thought that that I was I guess it has like a in couple in other
0: documentaries on it too so I mean, yeah, if you want to so see it in
2: black and white they're going to double dip me for that movie
0: <laughs> or you could just
1: or desaturate your TV I know it's not George Miller's exact black and white color values but
2: but the cover is different <laughs> it's a mat- it's a materialistic thing <laughs> that's the problem um anyway uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead's going to be in Fargo Season 3, which I think is fantastic. We love uh, her. Uh, yeah, just cast her in all things um, and cast great people in that. Um, uh, Tom Cruise is definitely going to be back for Mission Impossible 6 because we mentioned that last week. Uh, so I wanted to put that to bed. Uh, the Internet freaked out this week, as it does every week, when pictures of Batman hit the Internet. Which, honestly, why even post pictures of the Batman, right? Like, the Internet is going to hate anything you show them. So in this case, it was basically the Batman suit from the last movie, but it's got goggles. And Zack Snyder was like, tactical suit! And people f- lost their
0: fucking minds. Like, they thought it was the worst thing they'd ever seen. You know, I, you're, more, you're more of a Batman guy. Why do people care so much about how Batman looks?
1: Uh, they care that anything superhero-related, if it doesn't match what they saw in the comics, then it's like, oh... It's, oh, but no. it's but it
0: seems but, people are more forgiving because I'd say in the Amazing Spider-Man, like, his costume was way yeah, outlandish it's compared. Yeah. I mean, I think it looks cool, but I mean, it had yellow eyes, it had sneakers for feet. Yeah, um, and Wait, it, seem, it seems like people get mad in Amazing Spider-Man, the movie. Yeah, yeah.
2: That,
1: that, I thought the second one was like closer to the comics. No, the second no, one. isn't no, no, talking no. about the first one. Yeah, so well, the first in, one. In both had, like, of them, they are the non. Basketball they're one?
2: non-traditional suits. The basketball one.
1: Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. The yeah. The basketball texture suit. Yes.
2: Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah. That suit it's got like swirly things in the arms right. where the red and
0: blue swirl together. His
2: feet are shoes. Um it's yeah. not drastically different, but it is different enough from a very iconic to suit. To me
0: that's more different than Batman wearing goggles. Oh, uh, uh, totally agree. Which he totally uses in The Dark Knight.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, um, I, I was just asking because you're more closely, you know.
1: No, I find it's like it's probably not even gonna be. It's probably one scene in the movie. Like he just has to you know like in Batman and Robin they changed to the ice suits like this is his tactical suit or,
0: or or he's doing detective work and he's like I need to get a closer look and it goes
2: right. <laughs> like the video game <laughs> yeah or,
1: actually he's the batmobile and is right next to him and there's sparks yes. he's probably just welding the batmobile <laughs> with goggles <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> that would
2: be cool well yeah. well Zack Snyder does say it's the tactical suit but the well, the it, it could also be like I said last week about the Shocker where it's like when you see it on film it looks yeah, amazing yeah. right like it, who knows? Like yeah. people need to calm the fuck down. Uh anyway. It
1: does
0: look like the owl though.
2: It does in that <laughs> shot, he does look like uh <laughs> the like the owl. owl. Yeah. Like the night owl, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, um, I think too it's at a point almost now where no matter what Zack Snyder does, he's not oh, gonna yeah. win. Yeah. Which
2: is such a shame because especially after like I I do genuinely feel like Batman versus Superman is not his fault. He is he is doing a lot of good like things I said, with something I, that's I kind of Batman. Broken.
0: Superman is that terrible no
2: no no no. but what's wrong with it what like, are
1: you a batman superman apologist uh am i uh, Dude,
2: go back to the re- the, the episode where we <laughs> reviewed it like i i've been apologizing for that movie from the first day we reviewed it um it's just also not very good and i'm angry that i had to buy it uh <laughs> you to you buy to. It. I had to buy it too. i had it i brought it with <laughs> i know but i felt like i needed to uh, like yeah i don't know uh anyway
1: plus to like He's entering a, Batman's entering a world where there's, there's like superhumans. Like he can't just have a skin tight we, uh, carbon fiber mesh. He has to put some armor on.
2: Yeah, right. Oh yeah, because this is for Justice League. This isn't for the Batman movie. Yeah. Who's the villain of the
0: Justice League movie? Probably Darkseid. Injustice. Or Steppenwolf. Oh, that's Steppenwolf. right. It's Steppenwolf. Yeah. Or Darkseid. God, I don't
2: give a yeah. shit. Yeah. Well,
0: if remember in the Batman Superman Ultimate Edition, you saw Steppenwolf. Right. And he no, was, I know. He was communicating to Lex Luthor through Darkseid. So I'm yeah. guessing Steppenwolf is going to be the villain and then Dark Side's going to show up at the end. I'd love it if the
2: band Steppenwolf became the villain mm-hmm. and it was just like, it was just, you know, and they go on a heavy handed music about, about how the Pusher's a real piece of shit. That would be fantastic. Uh, anyway, uh, in other interesting comic book news, uh, this had been talked about in the past, but I thought this article, did you see this thing about Rebecca Hall's interview about Iron Man 3? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's, like, it's interesting and, and and makes me understand some of the little things that Shane Black has said about about his experience working with Marvel um, and why Kevin Feig did some of the stuff that he did to make sure that he is now completely in charge. Because, basically, uh, Rebecca Hall's character was originally the main bad guy of Iron Man 3, which, now that I look at, like, uh, now hearing that and, like, rebuilding that m- movie in my head, I'm like, oh, dude, like that's a great script. Like I'd love to go find Shane Black's original script where a woman that, that Tony Stark has a one night stand with and doesn't actually respect how smart she is ends up like building this whole thing and trying to kill him, uh, in a very Zemo esque kind of way. Like that sounds like a great, uh, uh, Shane Black script. And then now I realize like, Oh great. Yeah. So the guy Pierce character is kind of shoehorned in there. Um, Going back to the the weird, amazing Spider Man 2 style villain from before. Because um, the CEO literally
1: stepped in and said, like, we can't sell
2: toys. We can't sell toys. Which. Did they make a Kyrian? A Killian toy? I don't remember. I think the they one. did. They probably did, and it was probably, like, just the beefy one where he had the big tattoo and he was, like, orange or whatever. Right? It was probably just the, the super villain one from the end. They you know they what?
1: did what DC who, does, and they take the, the stock, like, Alfred. Uh, and Bruce Wayne like suit body, yeah, and they probably just like did something like that with, yeah, like if there's a if there's a Tony Stark in a suit, they just repainted the suit part <laughs> and put Guy Pierce's head on it,
2: right? Well, and it to me it's just insane because it's like, well, then just go like do what you do with every other movie and toy where you just make some other villains to sell, you know? Like I was walking through the Walmart and they had. They had Batman vs Superman like, action figures, and one of them was the Aquaman. And I was like, what the fuck? He's not even in a movie yet. Like, You guys can just make toys.
1: Um, they made and, like 50 million Iron Man variations. Yeah. Well, you-
2: uh, and it was, it was just sort of sad to hear to, to read her, her interview and you know, have her say, like, yeah, and then one day I came to set, and they were like, how would you feel if we just shot you and you were gone forever? And she was like, well, that's not as much fun as the script I had to start with. Um. So, anyway, uh, hopefully, it's the kind of thing that nev- now that Kevin Feige is in charge, will not ever happen again. Um. But still, uh, Iron Man it,
0: three is still a fun movie.
2: Oh no, it's a great movie. It's a great movie. It was just an interesting little, little piece of of. Uh, I'm to reading read
1: how much people don't like it. Like I thought it was I b- beloved when it came yeah, out. Yeah. No,
2: that movie is great. I, I mean, that movie is super solid, and and in my opinion, my favorite Iron Man movie. Uh, like, that's the most fun character-driven Iron Man movie. Um, it's just that, like, the the villain isn't even weak. The villain is amazing. Like, uh, having the Mandarin, especially when I saw it, where, like, the Mandarin, spoilers, the Mandarin ends up not really being real. And then what you do is you go pull from the original comics where the Mandarin gets his powers from a dragon and you create this Guy Pierce guy who can breathe fire and has a giant dragon tattoo, uh, and basically he is the mastermind of this whole thing. Like, it's a really great villain. Um, I I only say that, like, reading this little bit, I'm like, oh, there was probably a really, like, slightly better script with her as the real villain, Um, but who knows what the last action scene was, because the last action scene in Iron Man 3 is
0: fucking amazing. Uh, I can't seem to find... uh, The only one I found was a Mandarin.
2: Oh yeah,
1: action figure. So if they and never as ben even Ben Kingsley,
0: or yeah, oh.
2: if if they never even made a Achilles a doll, then that's really dumb. So I love you. good night, and buddy. Uh, yeah. So um, oh, right. So Brad, you sent this to me because like we have to mention this because we mentioned it the first time that this happened uh, that the Cinemark basically pulled their demand of the Century 16 victims' pa- fa- families. Uh, to pay their legal fees, Um, and basically we're just like, yeah, like, don't worry about it, it's a wash, like, whatever. As long as you don't
1: pursue, uh, what is it, Um, uh, What was it called, where you have to, like, reverse a judgment, like, you pursue to reverse a judgment?
2: What? Uh, Oh, like a, like a... um, I forget the term. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying, Uh, and I remember it in the article, and now I can go find it. What's it? Uh, Appeal. Appeal, appeal. Yeah. yeah,
1: as long as you don't appeal the ruling, right? We yes. won't charge you the. Yeah, because yeah. there's like two. There's still two people holding out.
2: Which I mean, it's still like, again, look, it's a terrible thing that happened. It's also not necessarily the Cinemark's fault, as far as I know, um, but. At the same time, like yeah, it's a shitty thing to do. It's one of those things where I, I think I can see like from the lawyer's point of view, you would play this card because if you don't play the card, you don't have any power left. And then you're just allowed to get beat up all day. And so even though you're playing a shitty, shitty card, you're doing it because it's the only card you have to play. Um,
1: and if you have to go through appeals, so, then you're racking up more yeah, legal right, Like
2: Cinemark is trying to protect themselves from something bad that happened to them too. Right? Like, they didn't They don't win in this. They didn't do anything malicious, you know, as a corporation. Um, This feels malicious, but again, it's them trying to protect themselves. So it's like a, it's there's just an an ethical dilemma there of whether or not it's the right thing to do. Um, And I don't necessarily want to say one way or the other. Um, Anyway, in happier news, uh, Peter Berg wants to make the rundown too. Nice. That's all I really want to talk about. Uh, I'll he, be, I'll be on
0: with board. Jonah Hill, yeah, though.
2: he'd really like to do it with Jonah Hill. He said if if Jonah Hill would do the movie, he would do it tomorrow. It's it's a question of scheduling. He also said the he said like I, I want to do it with uh, Kevin Hart, but if I could get Jonah Hill, I'd do it tomorrow. So it was like I mean I could do it with Kevin Hart, but like fuck him, I'd rather have Jonah Hill. Uh, which Jonah Hill and The Rock in the Rundown Two would be pretty amazing. Yeah. uh and I honestly, uh, it excites me because it means that like it would have to be a different story, which you know you're not you're not just like getting the gang back together. Like yeah, go go write another rundown because the rundown is is a fantastic movie.
1: Does he want to replace Sean William Scott?
2: Well, I think it would be no. I don't I don't or think it's the same character. Yeah, like like n- now the Rock has to go get Jonah Hill, right? Because Sean William Scott is just the son of some dude in the first movie. Um, so in this one, it would be like oh, the Rock's got to go get. Jonah Hill, who's in Burma across a bridge from an army or whatever, and The Rock's got to run in front of him and catch all the bullets with his hands. Like, the, he like Neo. It. He yeah. can do it. Yeah. He could totally do it. He's got enough meat on him. Uh, That's and then, not real. Well, okay, this poster's not That's real. That's fan art. The, the poster is fan art. But the news that Fox wants to make a Stan Lee movie is real. It's just not Brian Cranston, as. Because, I, I, yeah, it's the poster that everybody uses on this article, even though it's not really him. Um, yeah, Fox apparently wants to uh, make a movie that is a fictionalized version of Stanley's life that makes his life into an action adventure film, Sweet. Uh, which I think is fantastic. Titled
0: Excelsior.
2: Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, I think you'd have to call it, like, Stanley colon, Excelsior, but still. Because most people are dumb and they're not going to know.
0: Yeah, true. We right? could make a franchise
1: Unless out of it by saying Excelsior: Cole, Stanley. That we could add different people. Oh, dude,
3: yeah.
2: Well, who else? Excelsior, Bob Gale. See, it sounds a little bit, you know. It'd be all comics incorrect. legends, yeah, right? Like
1: uh, Bob Kane and love,
2: yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. Nah. No. no. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> Just I, don't think I don't think you could call it Excelsior. Yeah. Um, Star Trek Excelsior. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that's it. Cool. Unless, unless there's something that you guys think I forgot.
0: You know what? This is what's coming out on Blu-ray. <coughs> nope. This is an expensive week.
1: This is not coming out.
0: No, it's not. Wait, what? Why?
1: I got an email saying it's November, so... Yeah. It oh, really? They get yeah,
0: some reason. I don't know why it showed oh. show up there. okay.
1: It probably says... Go back.
2: Uh, I already closed it. <sighs> oh, this makes for great internet. Beauty and the Beast is getting a 25th anniversary Blu-ray this week. Um, yeah, it doesn't. Where is it? Currently unavailable is not the same as doesn't come out on Tuesday. Anyway, uh, Beauty and the Beast is getting a 25th anniversary edition. Hey, Ryan, is this any different than my Diamond Edition? Um, it has a couple other things on it. I'm not
0: sure what oh, it is.
2: This is the Signature Walt Disney Collection edition, yeah. so it's going to have like maybe some clips of Walt Disney going
0: Beauty and the Beast. Well, he was—he's been dead for <laughs> 30 years. After no, I know. And the Beast came out, so <laughs> I'm just saying. So <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think he's going to say anything about it.
2: That's what they did with the other one, though, right?
0: I don't know. Yeah, uh,
2: the Labyrinth is getting a Blu-ray release this week, uh, and a, well, and a 4K uh, release. Yeah, 30th anniversary. 30th. Yep. Uh, with a crazy box set with a bunch of stairs and a
0: piece of glass or something. I don't know. Uh, the Ninja Turtles: Out of the Shadows. They have a lot of different editions. As I'm just like on Blu-ray as you're going through this.com. Yeah. So there's a Target one that's like a turtle shell. Mm-hmm. Oh really? There's a lunchbox one that has both movies in it. That then the lunchbox Wait, is like the, the
2: lunchbox is like a is, is, is an actual turtle lunchbox? van.
0: Oh, but is it yeah. big
2: enough that it's like a real lunchbox or is it yeah, just I, like a like so. a metal pack?
0: Uh
1: that has both in it.
0: Yeah, it has yeah. both movies in it. Oh, cool. Uh, Best Buy has a steel book with the turtles punching through the steel. Um uh, did this movie do well in theaters? I can't remember. Did no. all right. Why are they, they spending got to this like much 89. money? Yeah, yeah. And then there's a great. Walmart exclusive that comes with a bunch of mini action figures. I don't know it's just interesting. I, I, you know, I. It's because it's Ninja Turtles and marketing's a big part of it.
2: If you like the first one, you should see this movie because it's better than like I expected. I think I, it's fun. Yeah, like I no, I dude, the lunchbox is badass. That. Is it really? Yeah, check if it I, out.
1: If I was getting those, I would get the lunchbox one. But
2: oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the trash thing. It's the trash truck a trash truck um, yeah so it's not really shaped like the old ones and then it comes with bandanas and they're reversible
0: so you can be any of the four but they only have to spend money on two yeah my uh wife's mom got my little boy turtle's shoes for his birthday yeah and the velcro's you can flip to whatever turtles you want <gasps> and when you when he walks in them like the li- it lights up but it lights up like a turtle shell oh, so what? it's not just like little you know yeah dots it like it goes up all the whole shoe it's pretty sweet i'm like that's cool i want those shoes (laughs) yeah seriously they're like neon green and shit yeah uh neighbors 2 is coming out on blu-ray uh
2: so i'll finally get a chance to see that because i I missed it uh free state of jones is coming out so if you really like history channel movies you should see that one because it's a really 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 good history channel movie is it like bloody though Um, there's, uh, man, I can't remember how much, how bloody it is. I mean, there's some violence in it. Fuck it. I don't think there's a lot of, like, gore. Well, no, 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 it is pretty bloody, because at the beginning he's running through, like, a civil war, uh, like, hospital in the south, and so there's, like, people doing, you know, uh, uh, whatever you call it when you cut off limbs and stuff like that. Amputations? Amputations, yeah. So that part's pretty gory, but it's not like people are getting shot from across fields and, like... Yeah, no, it's not. It's not. A it's going to be a free state. Yeah, he does say that <laughs> of, of Jones. In fact, uh, Blood Simple is getting a Criterion edition this week, yeah. which I'm pretty excited for. This old uh, That's that's what I'm going to have to pick up, uh, as well as Cat People. Uh,
0: not so. the '80s version. No,
2: no, 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 no. The old. Uh, I have the '80s version. Jacques Cream Factory. Yeah. yeah,
0: it's collector's edition. <laughs> Uh
2: the complete third season of the originals, which is some show that's on TV. Twin Peaks, uh, which includes Firewalk With Me, the the whole series, and Firewalk With Me is getting a a Blu-ray release. I never got the appeal of that show. So I tried watching it uh back in college because like it was one of the big influences for Lost, and my my folks really liked it when it was on TV. And I think there are like there are germs that are really cool in that show, but it's so uh I don't know how better to say this than poorly acted, um, and off the walls crazy. And mm-hmm. I can see through the veneer. Like I think at the time, people watched it; and they were, they had never seen something like that before. I, now knowing David Lynch, I I watched that show and I'm like, there were no fucking answers. Like this is what everyone thought that Lost was, where it's like, no, he's just crazy, and he's making a crazy thing where nothing's gonna actually like. It's, I mean, turn that's how out. I feel
0: about all. David Lynch stuff except for The Straight Story which is a great movie and I'll never own any of his movies on Blu-ray DVD because he doesn't allow chapters in it fuck him that's insane you have to s- watch
1: the whole thing through like you can't just skip to a middle nope. part. right yeah no, I've, even on the no, Criterion there's no chapters? yeah
0: no, on the Criterion I, I read a whole article about <laughs> Mulholland Drive on Criterion and they said there's no chapters in it much like I don't know what else he has on Criterion
1: yeah um, so if you hit forward it just goes right back to the menu yep <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's, that's awful. He's a
2: complete asshole. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Oh no! He... I, oh shoot! I had to break to go to the bathroom, and I missed two seconds. And I want to. Oh, I, I mean, you can rewind. Is there like a pause
1: defense mechanism? So like you can't, <laughs> can't even pause it. <laughs> he's just an
2: absolute luddite. That's all it is. Uh, and he makes shit films. And I wish his move, his shit films, would start making money so I could call him a hack because that's what he is. Uh, Midsummer Murders, which is better than anything David Lynch has ever made, uh, is getting its eighth, 18th season. They misspelled summer. Uh, no, it's, it's in the place. Mid, yeah. Anyway. Uh, it's a British mystery show that if you like, probably British drinking mystery shows, tea and shit, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the enemy below, which is an old Robert Mitchum movie. Uh, and then high noon is getting a, okay. It's olive signature, which this is the first time I've ever seen Olive signature. Anybody know who's releasing this? Okay. Anyway.
0: Olive uh, yeah, no. Oh, I'm, all the films. Oh, their signature one is a lot like the Shout Select. I figured. Uh, I yeah. don't because all of would take really obscure films and just put them out on Blu-ray with like a theatrical trailer. Yeah. And but now they have they're putting some extra stuff on it.
2: It looks like a cool release. Or At least the cover looks cool. Um, and I've never seen High Noon, and I have to see it now because they're talking about remaking it in a couple years. So
0: anyway. going
1: back to the en- enemy below. So they made a movie of Ryan's Weiner.
0: Ooh, uh, that that's was... right. Because it it divides and conquers. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, beware the Blob, aka Son of Blob, James. Because vagina spreads. God damn! I don't need you. <laughs> fuck you. Well, you you said what? like you didn't understand why I meant by divide no, and conquer. No, no, no. So I wanted to let no, you no, know. no,
2: no. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw this juice box at your head. Beware the Blob from 1972, aka Son of Blob. Uh, which is I I don't know Ryan Do you know anything about Beware the Blob I don't Okay Well Moving on to the next thing uh, Arrow is releasing Dead End Drive In which is an amazing cover uh, Holy shit uh, Did you see this Ryan I'm trying okay. to make a drive in movie It's it's, it's I a should watch this It's mm. a neon Okay Oh sweet Right Look at that It's crazy neon everywhere There's a dude with a car that And it's an old car. Just go look up the cover for Dead End Drive-In because it's one of the most amazing trailer or covers that I've seen in a while. Um, So that's pretty great. Uh, What is what is this movie about? Is this a movie where like some creepy undead person? uh,
0: Does it matter when it it has neon on it? it Sounds like you go in and then you die. Uh,
2: One of Quentin Tarantino's favorite directors, Brian Trenchard-Smith, was a key figure in the. Ozploitation movement responsible for the man from Hong Kong stunt rock, turkey shoot, BMX bandits, and dystopian cult classic Dead End Drive-In. Australian
1: exploitation films.
2: Yeah. Oh, right. Ozploitation, yeah. Ozploitation. Okay, makes sense. Uh, Set in the near future where the economy has crumbled and violent gangs play havoc in the streets, the powers Uh, that be have decided to lure the delinquent youth into drive-in cinemas and keep them there. No longer just a place to watch trashy movies and make out, these outdoor picture shows have become concentration camps for the unruly and unwanted. So literally, it's a dystopia that only takes place in drive-ins where all of the teens have been locked up forever. (coughs) That's crazy and worth... Checking out, uh, and then there's a movie called The Rift that I only clicked on because I think this cover is also really cool. Ray Wise is in it. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, so it's some dudes underwater, and they've got some some harpoon guns, and then in, and there's monsters and undead things everywhere, and in the background, uh, an unborn fetus floating in a in like some kind of weird bubble.
0: As they're known
2: to do. Yeah, just floating there, hanging out. I think it's inside of a crazy alien thing. I think there's a crazy alien thing underwater that's going to give birth to some kind of hybrid alien-human thing, uh, and these guys with underwater harpoon guns have got to swim down. Uh, The tagline is, The danger below is now the danger within. So that's weird. Anyway, that is what's coming out on Blu-ray this week.
0: Right on. This week on Real Nerds Podcast, we saw Blair Witch brad should people see blair witch uh
1: i don't know it's um the best way i can describe it it's it's just like a better <laughs> it's a better made version of the original um set in modern times and at the end of the day i was like i saw it so <laughs> um and, and we will get into it later but a lot of like the scares are jump scares mm-hmm. which i know is frustrating <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, I'm kind of, actually, when I was watching it, I was was actually thinking the same thing as you, is um, it's basically the Blair Witch Project with a bigger budget, better acting, and better uh, direction. um, Better effects. Better effects. My biggest problem with all found footage films is they follow the same pattern, the same beats, the same scares, the same everything. And that's why it's really disheartening when I read, because I follow a lot of horror movie film websites and I think his bloody disgusting dot com said oh this is a game changer not really it's exactly the same Hmm. it's exactly the same as every other um, found footage film I've seen most of the time yeah I shouldn't say all of them because Cloverfield is unique Um, but But Cloverfield also does a lot
2: of the same mistakes that the other ones do oh exactly
0: it's a different genre and so it feels fresh exactly um but I will say if you're a fan of found footage movies, it's maybe one of the better ones. Um because like I said, the acting's better, the effects are better, uh the direction's better. And that's not a knock on uh Dan Meyrick or anything, it's just they had more money and they had Oh yeah. Well, you know
1: Dan Myrick just produced it. Like yeah, he produced Garden. this one. Well, I mean, no,
2: I'm talking no, about Ryan, the, original. Ryan
0: means the original. It's oh, not it's yeah. got a
2: knock on Dan Meyer for the original. Yeah, because I mean, because, they had more money and in...
0: right. Like they had sixteen dollars and they had a camera in the woods. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, here's a trailer for Blair Witch.
4: What is that?
3: The guy who uploaded this video said it was from a tape he found in the Black Hills woods. I think that might be my sister.
4: You really think your sister could still be
3: out there after all these years? If there is any chance that I could find out what happened to her, I need to try. Legend said there's been a curse on these ones.
0: Do you believe in the stories about the Blair Witch? So, uh, yeah, it, the story
1: is... is. I would say if I was going to watch another Blair Witch movie, this is the one I'd want to oh, watch first. Oh, for
0: sure. For sure. Like I said, it, it, the story is is the... It is a sequel, right? Yeah, it's a direct sequel. Well, yeah, direct sequel. Because yeah. the, the girl in it who's like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for... That. Heather, She uh, her brother... Snot-nose. Snot-nose, yeah. <laughs> uh, it, he received a video, uh, or someone uploaded a video online of alleged from the Blair witch house, they found a tape and in a reflection in a mirror, he says, that's my sister. And so he's going back out there to see that she's out there. So in
2: this universe, 12 years ago or whatever, 20, 20 years ago, his sister disappears in the woods. Yeah. And he finds a crazy tape and he's posted online. Right. And he's like, I'm going to go out to the place where she disappeared. Cause I think I'm going to find her.
1: Well, just hanging out? Uh, no, or, they're gonna pers- they're, they're gonna track down the people who posted the video mm-hmm. to oh, okay. find out if they can lead them to where they found yeah, it.
0: Yeah, because the, the whole okay. the whole idea is is those people disappeared and then uh, there was a search and rescue for the people that disappeared. They didn't find the house, they didn't find anything, they just found the tape. Does he take a machine gun and an exorcist with him? No. I don't like this kid. Uh the guy is a paramedic, which would think would come in handy. I mean, it's sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, the way you said that was really loaded. Yeah. It never really comes up <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because they make a big deal of it at the beginning. The way they shoot him, it's, it has like this paramedic thing next to a ambulance. I didn't even notice that. Uh, I mean, it, th- again, the, the, the people acting in it, I think are really good. Um, but it, I, my, I was
1: into leading up to it. Cause it seemed like, yeah, the the cast was like a yeah. good ensemble, but, right away they like they do the gadget like um inventory. hmm And are there Bluetooth video camera headsets out there? That have GPS
2: in them? Bluetooth video camera headsets. Just
1: imagine like a regular Bluetooth headset that you see any asshole in a, yeah. a um, line uh, talking know, to themselves. But it's got from like that? it's got like a camera on the video. side. It doesn't have a camera. It's just the same headset, but it's like a tiny Almost like invisible lens. Lens. Well, no, yeah. th-
2: Okay, no, that's insane. <laughs> but there are headset cameras, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I it, This is getting... I mean, we're, people and know we already do spoilers. My idea for that is that they don't want to put an actual, like, date onto it, even though they say it's been 20 years. Um, because part of the... Oh, because the movie's not really 20 years old, so they're almost setting this in the future. It's weird, so... A big spoiler for the film is it's like some sort of like time loop is the the woods they're in because the people that they find to take Whoa. them out there that found the tape. Uh, so you're you're saying that the 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 Blair Witch Forest is actually
2: like a like a like a like a time hole like a time triangle hole. yeah where, like a Bermuda triangle like a Bermuda yeah, triangle exactly. where when you go in there you just are stuck forever. Exactly. That's okay, a, all right, all right, all right. That actually, is, that's actually cool.
1: a cool element that uh, the, the guy I was talking to who was watching the movie next to me, like, that's an element from the second movie.
0: Is it really? I've never that, seen the second one.
1: Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's a cool original idea. He's like, no, oh, okay. they that, that was an idea for the second movie, which
0: I saw on TV. <coughs> really? I've of, never seen it. I yeah. I couldn't tell you what it was about. Yeah, I didn't see the second one. Like, it's, it's not that's something I remember, one. like, um, jumping halfway yeah, into so, it. Yeah, so, I mean, it's an interesting premise. I mean, so they go there. But the other
1: cool part, sorry, is that. Not only is there a time hole, but if you get separated from, like, a group and you go off on, like, your own, like, time passes differently. So, at one point, characters that that get kicked out uh, find their way back and they feel like they've been gone for, like, months.
0: Yeah, six days, I think, was the original one.
1: Yeah, whereas the people you've been following, it's only been, like, a day.
0: Yeah. So, okay, is this
2: actually, like, the plot of the movie or are we Mm -hmm. getting, like, mired in in weird side story
0: things that are more interesting than the real movie? uh, No, so... It's the plot of the film. I mean, okay, it's that right. they're stuck. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they're stuck. I mean, there's ideas in this. and But again, my biggest problem is the execution of found footage f- movies is I get 45 minutes of setup with characters. Yeah. And then I'm going to get beat and beat and beat of... Like, I never got scared because I've... I mean, part of it's my fault. I've seen so many horror films, but I know when jump scares are going to happen. Yeah. And then... They even
1: mock themselves in it at one point. Like, yeah. the girls... Like, a lot of people have gone out to chase this one person who's gotten lost, and then the one girl's there by herself, and then people, even though they're calling out, like, hey, call out back to us, people just start jumping back into camp. She's like, stop doing
0: that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's some silly thing. And there's some, I mean, there's a, I think the most effective scene in the whole film is, so, they go out there and they meet these two locals that found the tape. When they go out there, uh, they stay the night and they wake up and they find that, like, Blair Witch, like, stick. Design thing, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: hanging all over the it's place. It's hanging
0: all over the place. So when they're leaving, they find out that those locals like set them up, and they're the ones who built the sticks. And that's what makes them separate. So they kick the locals out, and they have to, the locals go away. And then the the our main characters, they go in a circle, and they're back at their campsite. And so they stay the night again. And when they wake up in the middle of the night, uh, which... The, I think
1: the first time they wake up, it's daylight but it's, it's like 2, 2 in PM. the afternoon yeah. yeah and they didn't feel like they slept yeah. that long and then the second time is they wake up Seven, it's dark but it's 7 like a.m.
0: Yeah so it's 7 a.m. and so they go out and then the all the stick figures are back and then the people they kicked out the uh Talia and Liam right is that their names i think so yeah, who cares yeah so anyways <laughs> they Doesn't come matter. back and they say we've been gone for 6 days and it's only been a day for us like Sure, yeah. So we're with the main characters. It's been a day for them. It's been six days for the people they kicked out of the Blair Witch Triangle. So there's
2: multiple pockets inside the Blair Witch Triangle.
0: Sure. And t- so, But all the stick figures are back. Right. So the one girl stays and... Is it the her,
2: same stick figures?
0: No. They're like... They look a little more ratty, I guess. Okay, like I these are the notice. real... Yeah, like the, Blair, yeah, the, like Blair Blair the, the real Witch Blair Witch together. ones. Yeah, whatever. So, I mean, they look like the original ones. Yes.
1: They're right. just sticks tied yeah. together.
0: So the boyfriend runs away because he doesn't want to be stuck there. And... Does he escape? So uh, I'll get to him. So okay. they, so the one girl grabs, one of our main characters grabs one of the stick figures and breaks it in half yeah. and it breaks his girlfriend in half. Is that cool? Th- I mean, that's cool. Okay. Because that's, that's shocking to me. Because that sounds cool. It was yeah.
1: frustrating though because like you didn't see it very well. So mm-hmm. I was just constantly like, like, someone put a camera on it. I want to know what happened. Like, that, it looked again, like she just fell over, again, but then they do a close up at the end.
0: That's a problem with found footage. Yeah. And, and my, my biggest problem, too, with found footage is like, are you seeing this really quick? Yeah, are and then you the tents start this? flying up into yeah. the air,
1: and I'm like, are those people getting thrown yeah. up? And then later, like, there's a close up of, of the broken tent. Like, oh, okay, it was tents. Because I thought someone got lifted and yeah. screaming oh. and freaking a- out. And
0: uh, again, it, because, like I said, everything in found footage has such a beat to it where like I said, the first 45 minutes, we get to know the characters. You're going to like some of them. You're not going to like some of the other ones. And then something slowly is going to happen. And they always do that low, like,
1: yeah, there's just tons of sound design of like, what was that?
0: Did you hear that? Yeah. And like breaking uh, trees. Yeah. And the, and again, my, I, I know sometimes there's an old saying that when you don't see it, it's the jaws thing. When you don't see what's happening, it's more terrifying. It is. If it's, done well like Jaws but found footage are made for cheap and they're just they're trying to it's just relentless like there's just
1: a whole bunch of like you don't see it for so long yeah
0: exactly that's what I mean so it just gets aggravating well I think there is something different there where it's like you know
2: in in Jaws it's a shark like it's not a supernatural crazy thing so you can picture a shark in your head at any time like you like you already believe that it's real whereas when it's when, when it's horror if you don't see it it's harder to necessarily be scary because you don't know what's the, right like yeah and to, that's where that i started sense? yeah
0: i started getting frustrating with frustrated with the film. and i love adam weingart i think he's a great director and i think he did a good job making this movie because of in the constraints of what the film had to be
2: what else has he done
0: uh he did you're Your next. next the, the guest oh. right yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay okay so, and there's that
1: part where, like, the drone's stuck in the tree, and then the mm-hmm. one girl who's, like, growing that thing in her leg mm-hmm. tries to go up the tree, and then you're just, like, waiting for something special to happen, mm-hmm. and she just falls out of it. Yeah, she just
0: falls out of the tree. See, that
2: just makes me more, more frustrated, because then I think, like, well, how cool would it be if the guy who directed The Guest directed a movie called Blair Witch that's just not a found footage movie, right? Because yeah. the story you're
0: telling me sounds cool. No, like I said, the, the film is there. It, it is. But the pre- like my biggest problem with I've always said this as long as I've been on this podcast as long as you guys have known me yeah the problem with found footage is they don't show you enough they're they give you a headache and the beats uh, I don't know Brad do, uh, maybe because I watch so many do you feel like you know what the beats are going to happen in those movies?
1: Um, a little bit, but like I, like I said, I was more distracted by just like okay, here's a here's a sound to scare you, here's mm-hmm. another sound to scare you, yeah, um, and then when it finally, there, there's no like. It, there's no fur- furthering of the story. It, like, mm-hmm. It's just more like, here's this other random thing to pay attention to. Yeah,
0: and, uh, you know, I... I like, stri- I, want more, I, don't,
1: I want to know more about the mythos, which is when you finally get to the house. Like, yes. it gets interesting again. Yes,
0: and I agree 100%. So they... So they get to the house. Yes, they find the house, and I think there's this, um, you know, the one guy... So their friends have been killed. And the brother says, this is why we came here. I need to know if my sister's here. We came here so all my friends could yeah. die. Even and though I... all
1: this terrible shit's been happening to him, <laughs> like he's still like, I'm going to go investigate more danger. So yeah.
2: that, he's not there to get over his heroin addiction or for some really great mm. character motivation uh, or because an evil corporation is using pheromones to control his memory. Uh, he's there. That, that would be Cabin in the Woods. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's he's there for this dumb motivation, exactly. and so by the time he's in, at the end, you probably don't actually give a shit about it. You
0: don't, and so. But the thing is, is that Adam Wainwright—he's a good director. So the fil- the ending's set up really well. Yeah. So he goes in there and he thinks he's seeing his sister like run around. And I'm like, okay, this is starting to get interesting again. But in my head too, because I've seen so many of these films, like, oh I got like ten minutes before this movie's over.
2: (laughs) But anyway, so right before like something crazy happens, the camera drops to the floor and maybe like drags a little bit and then it goes to credits.
1: Which by the way, the last few shots, my server came by to collect my (laughs) check, and I totally missed like the last shot. Oh, did you? (laughs) But I'm uh, guessing it wasn't that special. No.
0: So (laughs) So he goes so he goes into the house and he's following his sister and it's shot well. I mean, because the house is creepy. The house is creepy because I understand you trying to build tension through this and you don't want to give away too much you're giving little slivers of oh is that Heather is that Heather is he- that Heather so
2: is this the house where they found the tape or is this the house where the Blair Witch like lives or whatever yeah
0: because you've seen the original right yeah but it's been 10 so years. Th- it's the house where at the end where the dude looks in the corner oh right okay so they find that house so Which, he's going sorry the I was at the Q&A
1: mm-hmm. they uh, the the director was praising the uh, the production designer they took photographs of that because that house is gone in real life Mm. they leveled it and their production designer uh, didn't use photographs from the original movie they found photographs from people who in that town went to that house sure and they actually like scanned the photographs to get the texture of the rocks and everything to recreate the house for this movie oh that's cool yeah Yeah.
0: so he goes in there and he's following his sister then something happens to him and goes back out what I did like about what uh, Adam Weingart did is he did cut between people's cameras so sure. he would show people something happening here. Then he'd go back to, oh, nothing's happening here. He'd go back to someone, something bad happening to someone. Oh, nothing's happening here. So it was... It broke it up a little bit. Anyways, it goes back out to his girlfriend. And she's out there. And she does this, like, quick turn. And she you see, like, the Blair Witch, like, for, like, a split second. That was cool. And it's cool.
1: Because they also, early on in the movie like the locals describe what the tale is mm-hmm. and like and what she's supposed to look like yeah and you think you're probably not going to see it ever. yeah exactly
0: so i'm st- is so, she like a monster or is she like an yeah. old witch lady i mean she's she's like a giant like i witch. guess we're spoiling it. the yeah.
1: legend is like she's this maybe pedophile who was like capturing kids mm-hmm. in town and when the locals found out they instead of just you know killing her or burning her they stuck her to a tree and then put rocks on her arms. So it, like drug her bones, like stretched her out weird. And so she's like this long, lanky. Yeah. So creepy. The,
0: the design of the creature is this long, lanky, like naked woman. Okay. With that looks scary. Sure. You get a quick view of it. Okay. I'm like, okay, I'm back on board. Sure. Uh, she goes in the house because she sees the Blair witch and she runs around and she runs into Liam again. And he's now like a years have passed. And, uh, one, uh,
1: one of the guys who they kicked out, like, he's suddenly in that house. Oh, okay. And, yeah, years have passed. Not yeah. the other guy. Not her boyfriend. Because you're oh. probably not following the names. Yeah.
2: Oh,
0: okay. So now we've jumped into the future. No, we're in the present. We're in the but present. But other characters but in the there, future. But there is a quick little. I don't know if you caught it. Um, the camera? The, yeah. So the girl runs by the mirror. And it's, oh. it's the shot that the dude thought was his sister is actually... His the, camera. Uh, is the... His... She's not even really his girlfriend, but, like, his friend that's a girl. Yeah. His girlfriend running past the mirror. So the the footage that they uploaded on the internet was them. Sure. Because they're caught in that time loop. Sure. Okay, So, cool. I mean, great. Th- so, cool things. And then you get little glimpses of the Blair Witch following them, and you get an idea that it's actually a massive monster. And it's cool. But, again, so she finds, I think his name's Joe, she finds Joe in the attic. and Well,
1: first, Liam... Pushes her into the basement. Oh, And that's then she has right. to that's crawl right. through that's that. Right. That's right. Which was pretty intense. Yeah. I mean, like, she's, she gets stuck in this tunnel under the house and it gets tighter and tighter. Is like a crawl space or something? In the camera, yeah. she keeps pushing it and keeps rolling further along. And then I was like, oh my God, like, this would be great if it just like went nowhere mm-hmm. and she was stuck there. But Ugh. she actually finds a way out, um, kills
0: Liam, and then she goes to the attic. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that part. It, yeah, I mean, there's elements in this film that are really well done. It's just. Again, I've, I've said it a hundred times today, is I have problems with found footage. Yeah. Because then it ends, like every fucking found footage film that's ever been fucking, so ever existed. So she gets up to the attic, and Joe's there again. But the Blair Witch is following her, so the lead up to it's cool, because the camera's going behind her, and you just see like these arms going, <laughs> like chasing her up the stairs. That's cool. Yeah. And when she gets up there, uh, Joe says, don't look at her, because if you look at her, that's, that's when she's going to kill you. And so... Uh, that's the, Like a the Tyrannosaurus first, Rex. Yeah, so they look in the corner, and they're just sitting there, and then...
1: Uh, the Blair Witch starts doing, like, messing with their heads. Messing
0: with their heads, and that's what I hate. So Joe's like, Heather, is that really you? Really, dude? And of Come course on. he looks back. So he looks back, and he's... Snatched. Snatched, and, like, blood flies everywhere, supposedly, I don't know. You don't really And you're watching it. from sure. Heather's
1: point of view, so you don't... Like, she
0: doesn't look back. Right. Yeah, so she doesn't look back, and so there's... I, then again, it, it comes... Then it gets good again because she's using the camera's viewfinder to back up. So she doesn't have to look at the Blair Witch, but she can see where she goes. With so her eyes, get... but she can look with the camera. Exactly. So she can get out of the room. And it's this really scary moment. The actress is doing a wonderful job. And then you hear that Joe guy say, hey, hey, help me. And she's like, what? And she turns around and the fucking camera drops on the ground. And then we, we, it points at her and she gets dragged away by her legs? Yep. God. There you go. There's the ending I hate of Blair that Witch. that shot. That's Ugh. what I mean. They had. They so had it's so, so hard many...
1: to just crouch down and close your eyes.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: And then yeah. feel your way out. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Well, so, but apparently it wouldn't ma- The kind of cool thing is I mean, it wouldn't matter because if it, she got out of she's going to be stuck in It doesn't in the matter because they're, they're stuck there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, because they're cursed. Once I, my, my interpretation is they cross the creek. Once you cross the creek, you're stuck. Sure. Because it's the Blair Witch's woods now. But
1: i also say uh, kudos for not doing the whole map shit again.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I would yeah. have. I
2: would oh, have. all the being lost in the woods, like, well, they purposely
0: lost the map thing. And yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's a better done movie than the first one. Um, there's uh, like me and Brad talk. There's some <coughs> elements that work, but again, my biggest issue, similar beats ends with a camera dropping. Yeah. Why can't it? Why, uh, they just need to find if they're going to make found footage, they need to make it creative. I think it's better than all the paranormal activity movies um, because those ones were, it's just, one stupid thing after another. I mean, I guess I haven't watched the last one. Is the last one on Netflix yet? That's usually when I watch them.
2: Okay, if she's using the viewfinder, mm-hmm. doesn't that mean we're looking at as since we're watching the footage, we're wa- we're looking at the at the at the witch as
0: she backs up? Yeah. Okay, but you never see the witch. They never show it again. Wait, what?
1: Yeah. I mean, she, she's looking behind her, but like she's still not in the shot. She's yeah, the still, witch like, this... is never
0: in the shot. Okay.
1: She's just like this ethereal, ephemeral thing.
0: Yeah, again, yeah. what Brad was saying—they're using sound design. Like you can hear it, sure, but you never really see her. I mean, you, when she's running up, you see her arms, and you see like little quick glimpses of her, but you never. There's never a full on. Yeah, like, so I think there's no payoff because to me, because yeah, you're I mean, building it seems up. Like the it would have been, been better. If I she mean, what does the Blair Witch do with these people? Yeah, I, don't I don't think know she. Either. I think just she tortures them. I guess breaks
2: them in half or something. Puts them in, She probably hangs them in the trees and puts rocks in their socks or whatever. Yeah, I mean, you said.
0: that'd be cool. I think it'd be great <laughs> if instead the last shot is the Blair Witch picks up that camera and like maybe throws it out the window and then there's people hanging from fucking trees with their arm, legs and arms being pulled down. Just, sure. do, just give me something different than the camera hitting, pulling, and someone's legs being dragged yeah, away. Yeah,
2: because usually, usually the monster slash creature does not interact with the camera, so that would be at least different. Yeah, you know. But whatever.
1: Um, And I don't see why looking into uh, the camera instead of directly at it would change. I know. I feel like if you're still seeing it even right. if the camera was shooting eats it would still well, activate whatever. Up, if
2: she's backing away from the wall, from the corner, doesn't that mean that now the witch can come in front of her and then she sees the yeah. witch? Yeah, I don't know. See that
0: that seems weird. Exactly. That's again. It's, what
2: what should have happened was the witch should have picked up the camera and put it on her own head, and then she walks around and she like makes breakfast and, you, you know, see, tortures if, people. Like
0: if they if the witch picked up the camera and they showed her killing people, I think it would have been interesting too. Sure. It's just something different. Because you know, they're trying to do what uh, the first one was so successful because of the ambiguity of everything that happened throughout the film. Like, is this real? Is yeah. this happening?
2: Right, because all the marketing was so fantastic. Exactly. Like, nobody knew if it yeah, was but real. But now that
0: you know that it's not, I mean, push the story more. Yeah. Push it. Absolutely. Again, it's a competent-made film. Not, I, It's better than the first one. Yeah. But, again, it just doesn't do anything for me. And it, like Brad said, I feel the same way. I saw it. So Ryan, just an experience. One I, time in the theater. Should I yeah. see this movie? Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I was like, James would hate this. I, yeah. I can't believe yeah. he's even seeing it this week. No, I wasn't. Yeah. Because
2: yeah. well, it was because I did. The, I I pulled that trick on Don't Breathe, where I said I wasn't going to see it, and then I did it anyway, and then I ended up being disappointed. And at least that that movie had something going for it that that I'm actually glad I saw Don't Breathe. Whereas with this, I was just like, I don't know what I would. I I feel like I would just see, be I pissing think don't myself breathe. Off.
0: I don't think, but I think Don't Breathe is uh, a more interesting oh. premise. Oh,
2: absolutely. That that's my point, right? Between Fidi Alvarez and the premise of that movie, I mean, the first half of that movie is fantastic, and if the f- second half were the first half, I would have adored that movie. Um, but yeah, so this week I was just like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to play that game. I'm just going to not see this, and I will wait. And if Ryan says like, no, James, you'll actually like this, then I'll go see it. Mm-hmm. But, but you won't there's so much stacked against I it.
0: just I mean I just gave you the whole movie too so right yeah, the... yeah
2: yeah yeah uh, what's gonna happen is I'm gonna get home and, and like look up the witch cause I'll be like well I wanna see what her crazy arms look like and then I'll be disappointed cause it'll be like some weird shot where you basically barely see her and then I'll be done
0: yep there you go you know, you just saw the movie and then I'll, I'll
2: watch some halt and catch fire and go to bed
0: yep uh, next week on Real Nerds Podcast we'll be seeing The Magnificent Seven yeah I'm excited yeah it should be fun yeah Yep. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Don't go in the woods. Real Nerds is a Nebulous Vision's multimedia production. We would also like to thank Sparks Mandrill for our music. Additional music from Ben Sounds. Thank you to Alamo Drafthouse. Thank you to Colorado Coins, Cards, and Comics. And thank you for listening to the Real Nerds podcast.